Hey, everybody, welcome back to this week's episode of The Drunk (laughs) (laughs) Riders. As always, that was a big good one. Nice. I am Marcus. And I'm Mark. And I'm Mike. And I sprayed on my fingers again. I'm sorry. I was just about to say something about my screen. (laughs) (laughs) I thought I wouldn't get it. (laughs) And this week, we are joined by the fantastic. The amazing, the I don't have another adjective off the top of my head. Chris Roberry. Chris. Well, first of all, I'm not sure if I can live up to those sort of platitudes this quickly, (laughs) but I will do my absolute best, gentlemen. Uh, We appreciate you. Uh, So, Chris, since you're the guest, what are you drinking? Uh, Right now, it's a diet Dr. Pepper because Texas, y'all. Let's go. Texas, y'all. Let's go. Wait, did I miss something? What did I miss? <laughs> go home, Ohio. You're not welcome here. You know what? <laughs> I'm drinking uh, uh, 21st Amendment Brewery Ooh. Fireside Chat. Ooh, how's that? Winter Spiced Ale. Delicious. Nice. It's 9.8%, so I'm going uh, to be feeling good by the end of this episode. Oh, that Lordy, is good. Lordy, Lordy, Lordy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're in trouble, boys. Oh, yep. when I get saucy, you know it's a good time. All right. So I grabbed this beer out of the fridge and I didn't even look at it. So uh, I don't even know what I have. Moon or a Widowmaker. What is Actually, it? Actually, no. It's a, it's a Three Heads Brewing Rocktoberfest lager. Wait, you're drinking a Three Heads? Yeah. Look at you. I'm, I'm drinking a Three Heads. Sure. Really? No, you're not. I've got the Talisman Hazy IPA from Three Heads. <laughs> nice. Beer you buddies. Kids. Beer you buddies. Kids. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, kids. I do have to say, Joey, you weren't wrong. This isn't bad. It's not bad. Yeah. It's not bad. It was a good beer, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. thought it was pretty good with myself. <sighs> mm. Mm. This, this is a damn good beer. That 21st Amendment, man. Find some more of those. Yes, Ooh. you did. It was a dollar sixty nine for one can? That was fantastic. Where did you go? <laughs> I'm saving money and having good beer. Look at this. <sighs> so, <laughs> Chris, speaking of beer, I've heard some stories about you. But first and foremost, I bet you have. <laughs> first and foremost, give us a little background on you, good sir. Oh, my goodness. Where do we want to begin? Well, uh, years and years ago, uh, my mom met my dad. and (laughs) Are we going to have nine seasons of this? (laughs) I mean, whatever you guys need, I'm good for it. No, so uh, my name's Chris Roberry. I'm the communications manager for Ride Entertainment, uh, as well as a volunteer for the National Roller Coaster Museum. Oh, and I also might host uh, or co-host the Ace Ride With Us podcast. Um, Oh, I've been an amusement park van, goodness, for pretty much my entire life. Uh, the first little bit of it, not so much because rides kind of scared the living heck out of me. And at one point, my dad finally had enough of it and said, you're going to go on this ride and you're going to like it. And as fate would have it, it was the old tidal wave shuttle loop at uh, Great America in Santa Clara. Right. And somewhere about halfway through that launch, I realized, you know what? These really aren't that scary. These are kind of a lot of fun. And look at me now, I'm up to 410 plus coasters now, and I, I get to help sell coasters. I, that's a pretty awesome gig, I got to say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, you have our collective jealousy, sir. 
<laughs> it's a lot of hard work. And here's the thing is I don't even do the really hard part. Like I get to help market them. It's our sales team that really comes in and does all the really hard, the paperwork and the proposals that really get the the credit. I just happen to get to say that, yes, I got to help in a small little way. <laughs> <laughs> So, so we've had the pleasure of talking to some other folks in the industry and uh, your line of work. Give us a little background on Riot Entertainment. So a lot of people ask me, so what is it exact? What is Riot Entertainment? Because they see us a lot and they're not quite sure exactly, well, what is Ride? And Ride is basically a giant sports agent for the best brands in the industry. So... Instead of just being the company that builds the rides, we represent them here, and that way they can do what they do best, which is create these incredible attractions, and then we get to bring them uh, a bit closer to home here in the U.S. Ooh, we have some fun fun questions from our fans uh, regarding <laughs> that. We'll save that one for later. All right. I look forward to telling everyone the same answer. Is something coming? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. So, so Chris, I'm going to, I'm going to pivot from, you know, before we get into the coasters, we need to talk the beer and you are also in the uh, Dallas Fort Worth area like myself. Yes. Um, so I have a couple questions for you. First off, have you visited false idol yet? Have I visited false idol yet? Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> no, I have not. <laughs> How long have we been talking about false idol? I you know. know it's. It, it's just one of those things. Been a little busy, as you know, with just a few yes. other projects just, going just, on. You, you have nothing going on in your life. You you should be able to make the, <laughs> the jaunt over to the Wolf Den, as it's called, oh and enjoy gosh. a great brew. The Wolf Den. Is that what they're calling it? Well, yes, that's actually what they call it, yeah. <laughs> I will certainly look forward to that invite coming at some point then. Um. I mean, unless I'm you're just, one of those like Cliff Clavens or Norms that are just always there, and they see you and they go, "Oh, oh my gosh, thanks for coming in," and they know you by name. Um, <laughs> um, I mean, go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, go ahead. Um, yes. Um, no. Um, yeah. No, they absolutely know me by name. Um, they are they are good people. I will actually be there next Friday. So uh, they're dropping another barrel age. So if you're not doing anything, <laughs> if you're yeah. free next Friday, well, I may be heading down to San Antonio for Aces Winterfest, where we're presenting. So, oh. but I will say this: you were very kind to drop off a couple false idol Hefeweizen, I believe. Yes, at the the booth, and there we go. They we very much appreciated those afterwards. Terrific. That, yeah, I was going to ask, how. what did you think of them? I thought they were fantastic. I'm a very <clears throat> big fan of the Hefeweizen. I fell in love with it in Germany on their Weizen at Oktoberfest. Yeah. So in the shadow of Olympia Looping, I was having my first <sighs> Hefeweizen. Oh. And <sighs> I I absolutely fell in love. And Polliner, you, you have me forever. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. Yeah, no, I, uh, I with how often I am there, I should probably shoot you a message before I go more often than not. I mean, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to put redacted amount of time away, almost an hour. Um, and I go as much <laughs> as I do. So yeah, I should probably give you a heads up next time. So I'll well, I always that. look forward to being more sociable when I can. <laughs> Perfect. Now the actual big news in Dallas beer, and this is actually like national beer news. Um, uh -oh. 
I don't know if you guys, Mark and Marcus, will understand the ramifications of this, but <laughs> Deep Ellen Brewing sold today. Really? They sold to Monster Energy Drinks. What? That's a uh, that's interesting. So so Marcus and Mark, Deep Ellum is like one of the staple breweries in downtown in downtown Dallas. Um, they're they were part of the big craft revolution a couple years or a decade mm-hmm. ago. And oh, wow. so yeah, selling to Monster Energy in their first beer venture is kind of a big deal. Yeah. Yes. And I mean, to... their, their beer tastes like pine salt, so it's not a, like a big loss. People love it. <laughs> um, I'm not a fan of their beer, but you know, there's nothing wrong with some pine salt. I'm just concerned they're going to start trying to do like alcoholic monster. And they're like, absolutely going to like trying to do like four loco, except like not kill you. <laughs> I mean, uh-huh. the new four loco is kind of like a two loco from back in the day. They exactly. Sell, I mean, they sell four loco again, so true. Yeah. Not quite the same though. But that was like the big beer news. I was like, oh my God. Um I saw that tonight and a few friends are kind of going crazy about it because it was a very big like that's huge news here. So um but especially monster energy, which yeah. Yeah, of that's all offensive to, to beer drinkers. Honestly, <laughs> it was almost as much newsworthy as learning that the DFW area is finally going to get its very first Black Bear Diner. And if you're not from California or, you know, the West Coast, oh, I'm, you've missed out. So I am we're excited. from Southern California and I've never heard of Black Bear Diner. <gasps> it's it's a pretty awesome spot. <laughs> if you're at Six Flags Discovery Kingdom, you just cross over Interstate 80 and you go to the, the Black Bear Diner, you're good to go. Oh, there you right. go. Huh. All right. So Breakfast served all day. Okay, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the, the the best part. Their chicken fried steak, that means their Papa Bear size chicken fried steak oh. is twenty five hundred calories. Oh my god. I mean that's okay. That's <laughs> perfectly reasonable for a long day in the park. That's what uh, I exactly exactly what I was thinking. Oh my god, the Bigfoot chicken fried steak and eggs. 10 ounces of tender beef breaded and fried golden brown and smothered in country gravy with three eggs and two biscuits. Are you kidding me? I'm not. I'm going to need a minute. I had a heart attack right there, boys. They have some in Kansas City. I'm sorry, what? Yeah. They're scattered. They're in very strange places. There's actually one in North Houston. There's going to be one uh, Mm. going towards Kemah at some point. So that's going to be fun. But yeah, DFW is finally going to get theirs in Fort Worth. So fingers crossed. I guess when I go see James and um, there you go, Casey, I'll, I'll go. Do you know where? Do they say where in DFW or they said it's in Fort Worth? But of course, okay. for those of you who haven't been here before, I mean, it's pretty much half and half. Half of it's Dallas, half of it's Fort Worth. So it could be mm-hmm. you know thirty miles away from you and still be in the same city. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely, there you go. very true. There you go. Oh, that looks delicious. Okay, I'm excited now. You're, uh, we're, okay, I'm going to get some Waffle House. I got to down the street. <laughs> um, of course you are. <laughs> <laughs> this feels like an alternative to Waff. This is a much, yeah. this is a very, it's a good quality restaurant. It's, it's got the family friendly vibe to it. It's just good food. And the portions, as you can tell, are massive. Now, now there is something to say. Getting some waff after a night 
of debauchery is needed to cleanse the system and to I feel. Mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're phrasing here is all over the place. So, um, no, this does look pretty incredible. So, I will have to check that out when it comes in. Yes, woke up today choosing calories, not violence. So, I'm here for it. Oh my god! Okay. So, spe- so speaking of breweries, and we have a coincidence Uh-oh. that we that we want to discuss because we have copyright claims, sir. You guys have a, at the <laughs> roller coaster museum. You have a a brewery. What's it called again? Oh, we don't have a brewery. We Our just brewery. have a bar. A bar. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Goodness, if we had a brewery, I'd never leave. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's actually, so we came up with this. We, we think it's brilliant. We call our bar at the National Roller Coaster Museum and Archives, the Buzz Bar. <laughs> I mean, hmm. It's a pretty great name. I'm it's not going to lie. Phenomenal, phenomenal great minds name. think alike. They well, do. It's, it's a perfect double entendre. So for those who <laughs> do not know, back in the day, the old Philadelphia toboggan coaster trains had this buzzing lap bar. It just came down, buzzes when it goes in the station, and that's it, to open it and close it. And it just sounds like a big buzz. And so we thought, you know what? What would be more appropriate than to name it after that? I, I, I feel that, that feeling <laughs> with my heart. <laughs> and then we took it a step further and we started to build the bar itself out of different roller coaster bits. And we have to thank our friends at Rocky Mountain Construction who built the bar for the Golden Ticket Awards out of pieces from Mean Streak. Oh, Perfect. At Cedar Point. So it's really hard to sit on it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I would I say can. that it's a beautiful piece. <laughs> I could not help myself at all. And <laughs> it's, it's pretty, it is pretty cool to know that history. They've also put pieces of the ride just built into like a, oh, a clear liquid that's been hardened down like an epoxy yeah. on the top of the bar. So you can see pieces of the chain, some wheels, things like that. And then oh. speaking of wheels, uh, our friends at Macklin who do uh, wheels – created custom seats out of their wheels. So we put the, the wheel sideways. So you sit on the side of the wheel and they filled in the middle of it. So it's nice and smooth. Yeah. Oh, that that's awesome. awesome. And it spins quite well. <laughs> oh, nothing like going to buzz bar and spinning. Tell you what. So, so I'm, I, I got to ask, you know, it was made out of, you know, you mentioned mean streak. Mm-hmm. Um, are they going to trim your, trim your orders and slow you down if you're oh drinking too gosh. much. <laughs> now I'm done. Now I'm good. I'm good. I got it in there. You just had to get it in there, huh? Oh, of course. <laughs> I hope I get a trimless beer, sir. <laughs> I, I can assure you there are no restraints. There are no trims on this bar. There's just history all around you. Oh, I'm sorry. I could not. That's just... <laughs> I'm really uh, proud of myself right now. I've been sitting here just like, oh, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. Oh, uh, no, we can't. We, <laughs> we 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 can do nothing but appreciate the craftsmanship and the finactitude. That's not a word. And I'm I'm rolling with. I'm it. sorry. What did you just say, Billy? <laughs> Don't Billy me, Billy. I billied you, Billy. Don't Billy me. <laughs> 
of of, of such such uh, ingenuity. I love it. There's the word I was going to use. Yeah, and the cool uh, part about it really is that it's been this giant team effort. So yes, it's a bar, but it's also a special events area. And it also on the wall has all these old pieces of two by four from rides that either don't exist anymore or were just displays of like, we have a piece from Texas stingray out there mm-hmm. to show the difference between what ePay looks like versus, you know, the old comet that used to be at the state fair of Texas. Yeah. And then of course we have the uh, old brake handles that are going around the top of the building. And then Larson International, which is conveniently located next door, uh, one of their guys created these beautiful, he does cabinetry on the side. He just likes to build cabinetry. And so he made these beautiful cabinets for the back of the bar and then kind of aged them a little bit by burning them a little. Ooh. Yeah. It looks really exquisite. I can't wait for everyone to be able to get a chance to see it. Now that's awesome. Because my, my photos just don't do it justice, and neither does mm-hmm. me describing it. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. I can't <laughs> wait. I'm, I'm excited. I, that's don't, my only problem is I live on the other side of the country, so. Same. Uh, <laughs> tough for me to get down there. I don't. <laughs> well, the good news is, yeah, is that you know, Ace does have these events every other year where you can do all the West Texas. So there's two classic family amusement parks out there, Joyland in Lubbock and Wonderland in Amarillo. And the museum's right in the middle in Plainview. You get a nice tour of the Larson facility, and then you get to see the museum before it opens to the public. And I know right. everyone at the museum is just doing their best to keep fundraising, doing whatever they can to get the museum open, uh, because we know everyone's excited about it. Yeah. I've heard a lot of great, good things about that spot, so I definitely want to go myself. Yep. By the way, I'm definitely commenting as Buzzbar's Coaster Club on your photo for... <laughs> Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is great. Um, uh, I look forward to my phone blowing up now. <laughs> <laughs> and then you then you really are on the show if your phone's going off. You got to have it on ring. I know we've gotten better about it. Listen, you know that, that Lubbock, Amarillo, Albuquerque to get cliffs, add those, do those three parks. That would be a very interesting coaster road trip. A very long one too. It would be a very long one. But there's a lot of cool things in between there too. Of course you have the steakhouse in Amarillo. That's famous. The big Texan. Oh yeah. Go a little bit further South of Albuquerque. I believe you would hit uh, the caverns. Yes. That are out there. Uh, They're escaping me from, some reason and then of course you have the parks and then the paladuro canyon which is only second to the grand canyon in terms of scale and that's actually on the way from the museum to wonderland in amarillo oh so you know despite living in texas like and and i'll throw some stuff in here when we're done that'll make you chuckle even more the paladuro canyon just like i had no idea the scale of it. And then I had a friend go like do a camping trip out there in like October. And they sent me pictures like, Oh my God, that's gorgeous. And would have never thought that was in Texas. Never thought that I would consider going there, but you know, when everything is still in the same state and it's 10 hours away, who knows what you'll find. Exactly. Here you go. That being said, we have we have some things to discuss with you, sir. Oh, that are not that are not be related. First of all, everybody take a swig of whatever you're drinking. 
Ah, uh, I heard that one. Nice. Zima. Delicious. <laughs> Zima. Um, you are a member of a, a certain club that shall but not be named. <laughs> and we are. Child. We. <laughs> Uh, no, we, we love Ace. I was a member of Ace um, a, few, a few years ago before we started our own club, but um, uh, we're tired of your crap. Not joking. Um, when, uh, Jeez, when, Marcus, when, 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 when shh, let me get to it. When can we see you at a Buzz Bars event? When's the next one? Ooh, let me run down the list for you. Um, <laughs> Perfect segue. So our first event of the year is actually going to be at Carowinds the weekend of April 9th at Stumble 325. That is our first Stumble of the year. Our next event um, is going to be our first ever Wobble, which is a collaboration of a park and brewery, which will be taking place in Dallas-Fort Worth, Texas with False Idol Brewing and Six Flags Over Texas Memorial Day Weekend 2022. Um, excuse you, sir. I am talking here. <laughs> Don't even with me. Um, in the last weekend of June, June 24th, June 25th. The weekend of June 25th, we will be up at uh, Valley Fair and going to Valley Stumble. Um, and then I'm going to drop this announcement here in about a little bit of our fifth stumble that is just being announced that I'm just dropping on everyone today. Um, <laughs> and then we have – what weekend was it? Um, do you have the list up, Marcus? September 17th. September 17th. Uh, <clears throat> that will be in Atlanta, Georgia, where we will be enjoying Fun Spot America, Atlanta, and Six Flags over Georgia. And then we will finish the year off strong no- the weekend of November 5th. Yep. November 5th at Six Flags, Fiesta, Texas, SeaWorld, San Antonio, and Codaland. Boom. Where you at, son? Calling you out right now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, those sound all wonderful, and I'm so glad that you were able to insert that plug so easily, <laughs> right? And conveniently, <laughs> totally inconvenient. I mean, that yes. was that was so difficult. Gosh, um, <laughs> it's almost like I've worked in radio before. <laughs> so, we, go ahead, Marcus. I said we are the master of segues. <laughs> so, so I feel like right now is going to be that moment where we announce that fifth stumble, guys. And Chris, you are here. And oh. this is this is news. This is breaking news. Like beep 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 beep. Breaking news. <laughs> Go ahead. No, no. What were you gonna say? I was just giggling to myself. I'm sorry. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> Our fifth stumble of the year. We are going Mr. Worldwide International for the very first time. July 14th, 15th, and 16th. We will be at Energylandia in Poland. Let's go, baby. <laughs> Congratulations, gentlemen. Thank you. Don't worry. We've we've been a club for count it less than one year. So you know seven months, eight months? Let's go. We, we figured go big, go home, why not? Right? Risk it to get the biscuit. <laughs> 
So you, you sir, are <laughs> our, our our Discord is kind of going off right now. Uh, yeah, you are more than welcome, member or not, to join us on any of these. Uh, I will definitely be to every single one. Maybe not international. We'll find out. <laughs> well, I will might, certainly might. make a point of it then to at least see try to get out to at least one of them because I've seen some of the photos from the prior events and they certainly look like a lot of fun. And just to seg back just a slight bit, I know we were saying it in jest, but you know, it's funny that everyone thinks that every coaster club has to hate each other. Oh like, yeah. That's, that's like totally not the case. Like, oh, not right? at all. We have events out here now with uh, a group called Thrill Seekers United. In fact, we invited them to come out to the museum for the West Texas Roundup this past summer. It was awesome. Yeah, there's there's only uh, there's some people that don't like each other, but you know that's hey, it's neither here nor there. I've never had a problem with Ace. Uh, I just kind of always want to do my own thing, right? Mm-hmm. No, and I I totally get that yeah. too. So <laughs> it's it's funny just how I I never understood that whole hatred thing. Like, no, we're just here because we love the same thing. So mm-hmm. why don't we just love the same thing? Mm-hmm. Number love. Can we just love each other? <laughs> so question. <laughs> Marcus, you are all over the place, bub. I am, baby. This is the For night. real. Maybe this beer hit me too fast. Um, so, you know, with, with everything you've done, Chris, over the years, uh, what is your favorite event you've ever done? Uh, oh. Professional, not professional, you know, with, with Ace or you know, whatever you've done over the years. What's your favorite one individual event you've done? Boy, that's a, that is a tough one. Uh, you know, my fi- actually, let me think about that for just a second here. My favorite professional event had to be this past November announcing Palindrome with Matt Huey at Codaland at IAPA. Mm. That was seriously one of the coolest things that I have been ever able to do to see that big a crowd of just fans of rides who had just been built up to that fever pitch of where the heck is this second mystery Gerslauer going? And mm-hmm. why do you, you know, put these small little clues inside there that I think only two people figured out, <laughs> which is <laughs> awesome, by the way. I love that. Nice. Uh, and that was probably the coolest moment because I I took a moment when I was up there and just, just try to take it all in for a moment. I realized that we're, you know, we're representing the manufacturer of the ride, Gerslauer, right? So it's not yeah. necessarily, you know, our victory lap. It's really Matt's at <laughs> Coda Land. And that mm-hmm. was really cool to be able to see that because I've worked with Matt for many years and to be able to to see how excited he was about it and to get that phone call from him saying, okay, I'm going to do it <laughs> and I'm going to be at IAPA. I'm like, all right, cool. Let's, you know, do you, when do you want to announce it? And he, do you, can we do it at IAPA? Sure. That to me was the coolest thing because it put that park on the map. Nobody oh, yeah. had land really on their radar for the most part, unless you were in Texas in specifically in Austin, you really didn't know much about it. And now all of a sudden, you know, it's, it is a mandatory stop on I-35 or the tollway around I-35 in Austin. So I think that's wonderful. And that's seriously one of the coolest parts about uh, working professionally in the industry. A favorite fan event. Who that's would probably have to be coaster con in 2014, uh, which was held at great America in the Bay area. So I got to see all of my ACE friends from around the country get to finally check out, all the cool things that we had seen and, and we're seeing it at our parks. And that was a year after gold striker opened still phenomenal ride. Uh, 
you got to just experience the parks in a totally different way. And to me, that was very exciting. And I, I will always remember that. Awesome. Uh, excuse me. Oh. Mark, was, what was, year did we go to uh, CGA? Uh, 2017. Okay. Okay. So, uh, for me, it it was not a top 10 coaster in 2017. Got it. Um, I am probably one of the most vocal people (laughs) who did not enjoy their one ride on. I didn't like the part. Okay. When I say I didn't like (laughs) California's great adventure or America shit, um, yeah, I don't like that park. So for you being the local, you you have a different connection to that park. I have my own thoughts and feelings that I'm sure you've heard before. Certainly. And one of the best parts about this industry is that we all have different opinions. And of course, everything that I say today is my own opinion and not necessarily representative of any of the companies that I may be working for or volunteering for. There it is. There it is. <laughs> Got to make there sure we is. get that out there because we obviously want to make sure that everybody is happy. But at the same time, you know, that's one of the cool parts about the industry is that there are so many varied opinions. I mean, how many mm-hmm. people, when you see the golden ticket awards come out and that top 25 list comes out and all of a sudden, Everyone says, no, it can't possibly be right because my top 10 is nothing <laughs> like that. But that's so cool about it is that for everybody has a different, what's a number one ride? What's a top tier ride? And I think that's very cool and unique in this industry. So yeah. what is your uh, top 10? We don't have off the top of your 10, off the top of your head, what's your top three? There uh, you go. Oh man. You know what? Uh, the Phoenix at Knobles is just a fantastic wooden coaster. Just it's it the giant dipper at the Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk, phenomenal wooden coaster, mm-hmm. and a third one. You know, gosh, that's a that's a tough one. I I don't know. I'm I'm trying to think like legitimately. I'm racking my brain and I can't think of what my third one would be. It, it, again, it just gets this part of the industry. You just can't pinpoint which one could fit that slot. You know. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah, no, that's okay. Hey, we we respect every. We may not agree. <laughs> we may poke fun at you after the show's over, but we would never <laughs> say that yours is wrong because everybody's different. Now, not, now there is not, one I will say is wrong. <laughs> I will, you know, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say it. If you think Hollywood Rip Ride Rocket. <laughs> It's a top 10 ride, then I, I judge you. I'm sorry. And that is specifically for someone in our Discord, Wallen Ballen. You know I'm talking about you. Um, I, I don't know if we've mentioned that hot take on here. Well, I don't we, think we have, no. Um, He's such a good sport about it, though. Yeah, yeah. So, he, uh, so when we had our event down in Florida, Velocistumble, he came off of Hollywood Rip Ride Rocket. Like, that's a top 10 ride. And all of us were like, that's a one and done. Absolutely not. And he's like, he is the most adamant, diehard, no, <laughs> every single one of you is wrong. I'm right. And here's why. And we're like, good for you, bud. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, like you said, everyone's got different opinions. And, um, you know, we, we'd be respectful with it. But we definitely have some fun with him and uh, some of the ridiculous hot takes that some people can have. Oh, they're burning. All right. <laughs> oh man. That is funny. Uh, I love how you call out Wallenball. I haven't, we, we haven't called him out in a minute too. 
He's, I don't think we've ever called him out. I mean, uh, just Chris, for context, I don't know if you saw our live stream about our, our award show, um, but we uh, he earned the reward reward uh, reward award yeah, uh, for being uh, the most the hottest takes of the year. So Ooh. that's a man who uh, he he's, he knows he's living on the edge. He's well, got I some taste. Admire his passion. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. So speaking of favorites of yours, what's your favorite beer? That's an excellent question. <clears throat> what was the one? There's one over at Manhattan Brewing, which ooh, is. Ooh. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, their, their take on the Hefeweizen is really good. I just don't remember exactly what it was called. Um, I had it when I was complaining about my most recent trip to, uh, whatchamacallit, um, Six Flags Over Texas, and we were texting back and forth. Um, I, I had, did I have it or I skipped that one? Um, there's, I, man, I love that place. Like, obviously I go off on how much I love False Idol all the time, but Manhattan Project is incredible. Um, that would be... The fallout. That's it. Yep. And I have to give a shout out to Devin Olson at Devin Olson Media, who swung by here, swung through here uh, a while back and said, hey, you want to go out for a drink? Oh, absolutely. So he introduced me to it because I would never have found it because I'm pretty much just, you know, Interstate 30, get into Dallas and then get out on Interstate 30. So we totally would have missed that. And my goodness, that is that was a tasty beverage. Mm hmm. Yeah, that they they do some fantastic stuff. Um, their their space is a little clean for me. It's a little you know too modern, clean lines for me. But you know their beers are incredible. So um, I'm a little more give me an old warehouse and just throw some kegs around, and I'm I'm here for it. So, um, but no, a close they are second? they're one. Of I gave the close second though to Legal Draft in Arlington, which is right down yes. the street from me. That's a another mm. wonderful little microbrew. All right, you're nailing the good spots in the areas. I'm, I'm, I, I don't have any disagreements with anything that you said as being also local in the area. So now that being said, though, as he braces for here comes the really bad ones, right? Uh-oh. So mm-hmm. Shiner Blonde, okay, that's a really good one for me too. And then because I'm a homeboy and I love my <laughs> old Bay Area in Northern California, still, I'm still a fan of Sierra Nevada. There's nothing wrong with either of those as the craft beer, the official beer snob of the podcast. I have no problem with either of those. No, the and official. then let's just throw in one more for that, which is Alaskan Amber, another great microbrew yes. up there in Alaska. That stuff is so good. Mm-hmm. Yep. I've got introduced to that on a road trip when we went up there in 2009 with my father and his brother. And we just, we rented it an RV and we just went all the way through, uh, was it Homer? Anchorage and Fairbanks and oh, wow. yeah, it was, it was an incredible trip and the, the scenery is unbelievable. So, Oh yeah. I got to get to Alaska. It was pretty good too. <laughs> oh geez. That's awesome. Is that is, is so w- which one of those, is that your favorite brewery as well? Or that's just your favorite beers? You know, that's probably my top five beers right there. I would say, uh, I, but I, I run the gamut, you know, I'll enjoy a, a nice glass of red wine on occasion or, yeah, depending oh, if it works for the meal. Mm-hmm. How about uh, Blue Moon? I'm a fan <laughs> of the Blue Moon. For sure. 
and here's the thing I can, I'm allowed to say that because <laughs> it's brewed right down the street in Fort Worth, right go. next to Yingling. There it is. <laughs> uh, I love hearing the response. You love you love that like the hatred that you hear in my voice when you bring up Blue Moon. Yes. Yep. It it makes me genuinely happy. Okay, I'm glad my pain brings you happiness. <laughs> I don't see why it wouldn't. You didn't seem very pain when we were drinking at Mark's wedding. Okay. Mark's wedding <laughs> is a very unique situation. Oh, <laughs> here we go. There it is. And I was a much happier soul when I got the Widowmaker. I will be honest. So, yes, All there right. you go. All right. All right. Speaking of Chris. <laughs> uh, so how often? Well, let me ask you this. How often do you go to a amusement park? Is it an all time thing or with your job? You must be pretty busy off all the time. Obviously, we're we're lucky to not have to work in the industry, but. Uh, how often do you go? Where do you go? Um, I like how you, you know. just slide that in, by the way. You're, we're lucky to not work in the industry. Like it's a horrible like, situation. <laughs> oh, just, no, it's not the worst at all. job ever. Maybe a little bit. I'd love to do no, it. Trust me. I'd, I'd quit my job right now if I got a job in the industry. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll tell you this. One of the things that a lot of people don't necessarily think about when they get into the industry is that when you go to a park, it's different when you're a fan <laughs> and it's different when you're you work in it. You see different things. You're always looking for something to see like, Oh, maybe we could do this better. Or I wonder how they did this. Could we potentially apply this into, you know, someone else's product or, you know, whatever the case may be. So it is, it's a little bit different and you, you enjoy it in a different way, you know? So that's, that's just something to you know take into account if you're, you're thinking about it. Uh, I get out to parks fairly often. I like to think of like to sneak out to over Texas at least once a month. I mean, it is literally right over the hill and down the road a little bit for me. And then if there's, special ACE events that I'm really interested in going to, for example, like Winterfest in a few weeks or, you know, a coaster con somewhere of a park that I haven't been to either in a while or haven't been to ever before, then yeah, absolutely. I want to, to go out there and, and experience it. And then, you know, once or twice a year, I'll, I'll just for fun, go out to a park with some friends, take a flight on a Friday afternoon at DFW and find a new park or facility that I've never been to before and just enjoy it for the weekend, fly back on Sunday night. Ooh. I mean, that's how we did uh, Valley Fair and the Mall of America and uh, Como Town uh, a few years ago. Como Town. Uh, we did the Jersey Shore over Labor Day weekend, which was awesome. Jersey Shore is, is something I, I always tell everybody to experience. And uh, because you have to do as many parks as possible as you can in a day. Just marathon it. Mm-hmm. It, is, it is phenomenal to try to just you know, ground and pound, <laughs> go park to park, to park, to park, trying to fit in as many as you can. It's crazy, but it was, it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed the Jersey shore. Yeah. You'd be, you'd be surprised though. You get some of those gem little rides too, that, that may not be the tallest thing in the world and the fastest and the big, you know, all that fun stuff, but it, it gives you a kick. Oh, absolutely. Uh, the, the one that caught me off guard, uh, because I finally got a chance to go on one. Cause in the, on the West coast, we don't really have a lot of them. Uh, was the uh, Hydrus at Casino Pier. Yeah. Uh, which is the the larger Gerslauer model. That thing was phenomenal. I loved the heck out of it. It was, gosh, it, it there were forces on it I wasn't expecting. And it really surprised me. And I loved that. I, I love the fact that there are still rides and parks and announcements that can still surprise me. 
you know, mm-hmm. it, it's, yeah. and I hope that's the same for the folks who are listening too, because it's a lot more fun to be surprised than just to get the, Oh, I guess it's confirmed. <laughs> yeah. One of those things I, I always try to keep, I mean, we're, we're unfortunately we're more of a news show. So <laughs> for us, we're, we're ish. not yeah, ish quote unquote. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so some of this stuff isn't really news. I will say though, I was not looking at Code Land at all, and we were all perplexed. I'm sure you probably heard it on the on the show uh, as to where that would go. <laughs> and I was like, "What? I didn't because I, I'm not from Texas. I'd never even heard of Code Land, so it was a surprise." And that was the cool part, right? Is that I just <laughs> I got to tell you. I loved watching all the speculation online. First of all, the first mystery Gerslauer that's going to, that went to Glenwood Caverns defiance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. I, I loved watching everybody say, and they were so sure it's going to Cedar point or Kings Island. <laughs> I'm positive. I know a guy who knew a guy who knew the dip and dots guy. And he totally uh-huh. confirmed it <laughs> that it's going in that spot. And this ride's getting taken out and oh my gosh, there's flags. And they were so, so sure of it. And meanwhile, I'm just looking through and I think three people took a guess and said, well, maybe it's going to Glenwood. Three people got it right. There it <laughs> is. So it was, I love, I live for that because we just, we're so used to like having announcements ruined, you know, and, and other yeah. things now it's like, that's no mm-hmm. fun. Like I want to be surprised again. So it was a lot of fun to be able to do that for two parks this year. Perfect. So yeah. what, what do you, what do you got coming up? <laughs> <laughs> nice Marcus way to get it way to trick him on that one <laughs> uh, told you we're the so, master of segways <laughs> well I'll tell you what's coming up it'll be a pink slip if I say anything that's why <laughs> that you know, uh, we're, we're, we're working hard to bring all of Ride Entertainment's partners to the United States and we're really excited about what's on the horizon how is that I love Ooh. that. <laughs> so, so we know you partner with Gerslauer. Who else does uh, Ride Entertainment partner with? So we partner with several different companies. Uh, Funtime Amusement or Funtime Thrill Rides, which is uh-huh. known for their uh, the world's tallest freefall, freestanding freefall rather that opened in Orlando. Their Star Flyers, uh-huh. uh, Metal Bow Emblem, which is a family ride company, uh, as well as Sky Coaster. This is one of our biggest partners. Um, I've certainly been with us for quite a long time. Uh, and then in addition to that, you've got KCL engineering. Of course. Of but to finish that, we also <laughs> <laughs> to transfer, uh, Lagatronics projects, which does dark rides, interactive dark rides. Okay. And then RCI uh, adventure products, which does those really cool oh, yeah. uh, rope courses. Yeah, RCI is fantastic. I've been yeah, on a I number of those. those oh, They're like fun. the one they had at Dollywood? Yeah. I think RCI did that one. The, I think they also did the one in uh, that we did at was Austin's Park and Pizza, I think. Mall of or, America is their biggest installation. That's like that nine-story tall one that's seen yeah. after Legends from the Hidden Temple. Yeah. Oh, my I, God. I, I, cried, I cried looking at that. Let alone what? <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. It's seen what? Yeah. Legend of, No. <laughs> I mean, you can wear whatever t-shirt you want, man. Go for it. But Oh, my God. I mean, guys, Valley Stumble, we're getting different shirts <laughs> for the different teams. We can, we can do a Buzz Bars theme, too. 
Oh my god. There you go. I'm gonna be the blue barracudas and live out my dream. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I'm here for it. I am here for it. <laughs> Mark, I you just got so excited right now. <laughs> Jeez. You're the best. <laughs> so so Chris, another lovely question that I had for you, especially sure. with the world that we've lived in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. How um how has COVID affected the way you live, the way you work? Um, the way you do things really, especially with, uh, Riley entertainment and with, um, anybody that you guys partner with. Well, I can't speak specifically like on, you know, like sales wise, right. You're right. Because just for, you know, it, it just, it'd be kind of boring and it really doesn't, you know, <laughs> I, I can't speak to it cause I've not necessarily been out selling, you know, it's our sales team that's doing all the really hard work. I just get yeah. the, to talk to you all on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I will say this, that. You know, the, the industry, the trends, I think everyone here is seeing this is facilities reinvesting in themselves, which I think is wonderful for the entire park experience. You see a lot of, you know, companies reinvesting in just painting the rides back up, fixing things back up. And I think that's wonderful for the long-term, you know, stability of the industry because folks need to go out and have fun. You know, after these two years, it's been a downer, you know? Mm-hmm. So what better way to, to change that and turn that frown upside down than going on, you know, a really fun ride and just having a great time at an amusement park while doing it safely. Yeah. So I, I think that's uh, one of the bigger trends that we've seen, you know, our way in terms of like rides and what, I think it's still too early to tell because most parks and facilities, you know, you're talking three, five year plans. So they're not kind of just winging it in terms of what attractions are coming in the next six months or anything like that. You know, it takes a lot more planning than uh, for a roller coaster tycoon armchair quarterbacks to put a ride. <laughs> oh yeah. That's funny. Uh, yeah. I've, I've kind of dubbed the 2021, 20, 22 as the um, great pink paint <laughs> words. Yeah. There are there's there's so, so many, many rides. rides getting painted. You can't keep track of them. I think I, I think there was at least like twenty that we saw. Yeah, and like last time I people checked. are trying to do all these trackers and spreadsheets and shit like that, and like people are like, "You missed like all these other rides, dude." Yeah, and dude, which is dude, <laughs> dude. <laughs> oh man. Um, okay. Well, Chris, we enjoy you, and just know that we we appreciate you so much. But now we have fan questions. <laughs> oh, sweet Lord. Chris, I'm sorry. <laughs> Should I be bracing for impact? Probably. Maybe Probably. a little bit. A little with, bit. Our, with our lovely our lovely fan base who we do love dearly. They're the best. Who, They're the best. They are an interesting collection of cats and kittens. <laughs> um, oh, my gosh. Okay. Hey, gotta throw out the reference from March 2020. Gosh, that feels like so long ago. I hate you. <laughs> um, yeah, so now you get to be introduced to the fan questions. And we're going to kick it off. Let me find it. Let me pull it up. I, I, I know Marcus had it, but you know what? I'm going to steal a thunder here for a second. Oh, go ahead. Um, did you just literally? Okay, hold on. Hold on. Wait. Um, so this is actually from my brother. He asked this question. 
which roller coaster do you want to close down so that can be part of the museum? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> not being able to speak for the National Roller Coaster Museum and Archives Board, I'm fairly certain that I can safely say that we don't want any coasters to close so they can come to the museum. <laughs> That's kind of the antithesis of the having the museum. <laughs> Uh, man. <laughs> so this is the first question in the fans one. All right. Here yeah, we go. Yeah, there you go. I will say this though. The, the good news about having the museum is that in the event that one does close suddenly, or, you know, we have that ability to preserve a piece of it somewhere, you know, mm-hmm. it may not be the entire ride, but you still get an opportunity to relive those memories. Once you get a, a chance to, you know, get inside or, you know, go for a special event with West Texas Roundup, things like that. So that I'm thankful for. But do I want, you know, a ride to shut down just so I can go to the museum? No, I'm I'm good with every ride staying around. I'm quite good with that. So, no, I don't want any specific ride to close. <laughs> Great question, though. <laughs> All right. I got this next one. If a Gerslauer were to be built at the roller coaster oh, museum, my goodness. what record would it break? Got a point. It would break the record for being the most historic Gerslauer ever built. There it is. <laughs> How's there that? There it is. There it is, my man. I like it. Oh, geez. <laughs> so I, this is actually a, a question from um, from from our producer Kevin. He wants to know what's the best park to drink at. Who? Ooh, got stumped a little bit. I like it. I well, yeah. It's I'm I'm trying to think what would be because honestly, I don't necessarily drink a lot at the parks. I don't drink a lot. Period. But hmm, I'm can I take a, a rain check on that one? Because I don't know if I can think of one that was that that would stand out as like yes, that's one that I definitely would. I got you. We can circle back back mm-hmm. to that at the end. I'm down for it. Okay, cool. Thank you. <laughs> Um, so with another one from another guy in our, um, our discord, other Joey, we have several Joey's in our, on our discord. You get like five of them. Yeah. There's like, <laughs> there's like 12 of them. Joey, I know the feeling. Cause you know, between having my name spelled K R I S it's only good one time a year and that's right around Christmas time. Otherwise it's C H R I S for days. Um, are there any interesting industry trends that you are seeing or predicting over the next few years as the pandemic kind of winds down and hopefully fingers crossed for all of us and our sanity comes to an end? I think the biggest trend that we're going to see will be attendance going up because we're going to, we're going to get out of this someday, somehow. And again, when we do, we need to do something to have fun. You know, you can play video games all you want, but there's nothing like the thrill of going on a good thrill ride. Mm -hmm. There's nothing else like it. And we haven't really had a chance in a lot of parts to be able to do that. So that's what I'm hoping for. And as a trend going into the next couple of years is that people are going to rediscover parks and realize just how valuable they are as an experience. I like it. Oh, 
burp from a beer. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, we already got that one, Carl. Good job, Carl. Uh, so ha- when was the last time you guys worked with uh, <laughs> Andy from uh, KCL for a project? We, I, we talked to him a little bit at, at IAPA, and he said he was he couldn't say much, but he said he was trying to do some more work. So do you have any insights on that? Is there anything we can possibly leak out, or is that too confidential? How enlightening of a question. (laughs) 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 Everyone had a break for that one. That was incredible. (laughs) (laughs) All I can say is you just stay tuned because you never know what's right around the corner. Please stand by. I love it. I love that. Please stand by. Very on brand. Thank you. Yes, sir. you are. You, you're the man that knows the brand. I appreciate that. Oh, excuse me. Uh, um, Sloan, our man Sloan, the man, the myth, the legend. Uh, he wants to know what social media campaign have you enjoyed working on the most and why? Well, uh, <laughs> I could be really uh, narcissistic and say, well, the one that I want a brass ring for at Six Flags Over Texas, but that was a lot of fun though. It was because I got an opportunity to, you know, show my stuff and say that, you know, all that time, you know, being a fan of the industry and saying like, oh, I know, I, I think I could do better than that. I think I could do better and given the chance to do it and said, oh, hey, yeah, cool. Best of the world. Can't go wrong with that. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, the most recent one, it's got to be, I, I'd i say it's the Glenwood Tees, right? <laughs> so you got to work with that park for the first time and put out that whole thing of a mystery Gerslauer and just to see the whole internet just light on fire collectively going, oh my gosh, where's it going to go? And the speculation just ran rampant. To me, that was so much fun to watch and... It was, it was really enjoyable to work on that one for sure. Uh, so, <laughs> C Pred, we don't know his name. It's just C dot Pred. He's a dude. He's a guy. He's a good guy. Uh, a lot, lot of solid Allegedly. commentary. Allegedly, um, given the feedback from uh, the Infinity Coaster models that are out there, uh, are you trying to push more of those models for future projects, or trying to develop new ride types, especially with uh, some of the some of the folks you're working with? <laughs> well, uh, this is an interesting question. So we want to promote our partners as much as possible. So, I mean, do we focus on one specific model or something like that? I, I couldn't really tell you, not because I, I can't, but just legitimately, I, I don't really have the the time in there to, to tell you that. I mean, going through just one sales cycle. Yeah. So. We, you know, when you're, you work in the attractions industry, you're listening to what your, you know, your buyer, your client wants. And then from there you look into, well, what do we have in our catalog that can fit that? And, you know, from that's how you really go. It doesn't necessarily go from pushing a specific product to, it's like, well, what product works best for you? I mean, it's marketing one-on-one. Yeah. So no, I wouldn't say there wasn't a one specific one that you would go in there saying, okay, you want this. You're just listening to what the client wants because ultimately they're the ones that pay the bills. So you want to listen to what they want. Oh man. That's, that's what I like to hear. See guys, we sound, we sound like a bunch of amateurs. I appreciate you, Chris. With a K. 
That's Chris bringing that quality content to our, <laughs> to our ragtag of a show. Well, and I appreciate uh, you all just giving me the opportunity just to to come out and, and chat with y'all and just have a nice time out here. It's been enjoyable. I know it has been. We, we're not done yet. Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. Hey, that's what now, we're this here is the for. part where it turns, right? Okay. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yep. yep here listen, you mother. No. Nah, <laughs> okay. Let me get this next one. I don't even know. Oh my one. gosh. It's from, your, it's from your brother too. Oh my God. Are you kidding me? So, so I just read it. <laughs> so, so Chris, just to give you a little backstory, my brother. So I have been into coasters since like we little lad, roller coaster tycoon, roller coaster tycoon Two. parents getting mad at me for loving roller coasters. My brother made my older brother by a year has made fun of me my entire life for it. He joined us this year uh, at Hollywood Nights for the first time. His first ever coaster event was Hollywood Nights this year. Um, he is, what is it, guys? Like 40 creds behind me now. So I'm at 296. He's at like 260. Just he's had a solid year. Yeah. yeah. Just from June, he's done that much. And he ridiculed me forever. For being a goon and all that stuff. And, you know, I embraced it. It's fun. We all have our thing. We all have our hobbies that we love. And there should be no no reason we should be ashamed of our hobbies. Um, he asked this question, though. And I, I, I needed to phrase it that way. So if you are on a powered coaster and the park suddenly loses power and you manage to roll back into the station, does that count as a credit? <laughs> So he just really started becoming a, a, a true enthusiast this year, huh? Yes. Yep. Six um, months, seven months ago. Yeah. Yeah. First of all, bravo for coming up with that question. Just, you know, seven months into your journey. Right? Bravo. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And now let's get to the heart of the question. Now I am not the end all be all for, I mean, I'm not an engineer. I, I'm not very good at math. Uh, I just, I market things. I talk a lot. That's what I do. So that being said, uh, does account if you'd roll back in the station? No, it doesn't because you <laughs> to get a full credit, you got to do the full cycle, a full ride cycle. That's what I would think. So no, if, if you go on a launch coaster and it doesn't go all the way around because of a power outage or maybe an e-stop or something like that, and you don't make it all the way around. No, that doesn't count. I mean, my last, <laughs> my last ride on uh, a log ride uh, was 10 feet long because we, we went through the station and then it had to get evacuated because there was a low water alarm. That does not count as a credit. <laughs> on the <water. laughs> you gotta, you've got to do the full cycle. That's so I, that's what I would say. You got to go through the whole circuit. Okay. For no. the entire ride cycle. If it's in like a, uh, a, lo- a launcher, you know, a shuttle coaster. So John Mike wanted to know, uh, what's the scoop on the record breaker coming to Cedar Point? <laughs> <laughs> you mean the one that everybody was convinced for sure was happening? Yes. Yep. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't talk about it. <laughs> you bet on the DL. I got you. Keep close to the chest. I understand it. <laughs> uh, I again, it's always fun to watch the speculation, mm-hmm. and then just kind of go, nope. Not even close. <laughs> so yeah. I will just say that when it comes to future projects, 
Can't talk about them. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, that's why we appreciate you. (laughs) So so the very last question, and we want to provide this uh, from a lovely friend of the show, Taylor Bybee. Uh, What is your latest slap bet? Oh, God. Well, apparently, Taylor (laughs) is convinced that the uh, a ride maybe being built at a certain West Coast theme park uh, that shares a commonality with my last name. And (laughs) uh, I was not as as uh, convinced, and so apparently, uh, he made a slap bet with me. So. We shall see what happens. Uh, what Taylor doesn't know is that back in 2004, I had uh, jaw surgery and I have titanium strips in my jaw. Uh-huh. Uh, and <laughs> I'm a oh. league bowler. And I'm a league bowler. So my right arm is much stronger than my left arm. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, he's going to learn. <laughs> <laughs> And for some reason, whenever I, uh, after we we made this sort of joking bet, right, uh, that uh, all of a sudden in my Facebook feed and on YouTube were these videos of like that Russian slap league. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I'm bringing that to Texas, actually. I don't know if you're aware of this, but like. I am the original king of slap bets in the coaster community. I'm, I'm willing to bet. I lost a bunch, and then Marcus helped break that trend. Oh, you should. Um, thanks, Marcus. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. Didn't I propose the original one to you? That's I true. don't remember. Uh-oh. Did you? Oh, That's yeah. That's right. right. So, K-State Sensei. Basketball match. March Madness. That's right. Okay. So, uh, anyways, Kevin, that um, <laughs> bringing the uh, – Russian slap league to Texas. And I know who I'm not putting myself in the bracket against. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) So I look forward to whatever, however that story ends up. Oh, I can't wait regardless, because that'll be so much fun. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes, that'd be, make sure we get video of that. (laughs) I want to be there. Honestly, I want to be there. Because either, it happens and you might get this incredible new attraction and, or it doesn't. And Taylor has to, you know, pay up. Ooh, I'm excited for it. Please tell me when I'll, I'll no, fly. I, I, Taylor. I, I got to hang out with him a little bit this summer when he came out for the, this is how we roll premiere. Mm-hmm. And so I actually got to meet uh, you guys as well. Yeah. Yeah. You got to meet me there. So yep, that was uh yeah, that was, that was a good time. Yeah, the, the the after party was wonderful. That was that was terrific. Uh, so we got it uh, hung out at the amusement today office, which was conveniently located literally across the parking lot from Six Flags headquarters at the old ballpark because Arlington is weird. And you can say that again. The, <laughs> the stories that we got to hear just about the film or just in the industry alone are I I can't wait for someone to be able to bring those to life somehow, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, and if you aren't subscribed to amusement today, speaking of shameless plugs, huh? uh, you want to know what's in the industry. My goodness, subscribe. It's awesome. 
if you really want to understand the industry on a whole nother level, there's no better way to learn. There you go. All right. I'm down for it. So we have, uh, I also, before we answer your, where's the best place to drink question. Mm-hmm. Ha ha. Uh, we got two random last minute questions. From, Which are always the best. For the best from uh, Jack from uh, Thrilling Moments Photography. I'm sure you've seen him. Oh, um, yeah, I know Jack. Good guy. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, James Larson from Larson's Loopers. Who ironically uh, does not work for Larson. Not at all. <laughs> right. He actually took a, he came to us with a, came with, to us with IAPA. What? Came with us to IAPA. And uh, we took a picture of him in front of the Larson booth. It was great. Nice. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, James, first of all, wanted to say he's sorry for going off on you a few weeks ago. I don't know what it's about. Yeah. I don't know what it's about. (laughs) I'm trying to remember what it may have been about, but okay. You remember? (laughs) No, I I don't. I just think that's hilarious. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It might've been a sassy comment or a little bit of a back and forth. Don't know. He is known for his sass. He has some Uh, sass. Yes, he is. I love, yeah. His sass is second to none. Yes, uh, I will take his. I will take his apology, but I don't recall. So it's, it's all good, man. It was skin off, you know, no skin off my teeth. <laughs> there we go. So second to that is uh, Jack. Obviously, he's, he's a big photographer. Yes. Uh, are, you, are you big into taking a lot of photos? Or are you kind of mum? No, it's really how I got my you know my in when I was going to Great America. I was just Ooh. bringing out the the old holy trinity of lenses and just going nuts and. Uh, kind of trying to catch my eye. And that's when I started to sort of build up my, you know, repertoire of just not photos, but also just my skill set in terms of photo and video, which eventually led to uh, the Lost Parks in Northern California TV series, which led to the Legacy of Aero Development documentary. There you go. Which, by the way, big shout out to my my friends, Nicholas Laskowicz, Robert Engel, Barbara Lawson, Andrew Hansis, you all are the best and could not have done that film without them. Mm-hmm. So it's not Perfect. my film. It's our film. Oh, yeah. No, there's there's never, it's never a one-person job, especially on a big stuff like that. And I exactly. love that documentary, too. That was a great documentary. So well, great it, job, good sir. Well, thank you. And we just saw that it went over 1.3 million views. So he must have been doing something right. Yeah. <laughs> not like our content. No, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> I to say what are 20 people listening to this right now What's 20 maybe maybe 30 solid maybe 30 hey yeah. we'll, we'll, let's push it to 40 come on oh, guys let's go, baby. Let's go. And, um, and we do my youtube thing you gotta like comment and subscribe <laughs> smash that like button <laughs> and, and turn on those notifications too uh what is your favorite coaster to photograph oh jack come on man <laughs> <laughs> What is my most favorite coaster to photograph? I'm going to have to pull a Homer card here Ooh. and go, oh, no. And uh, <laughs> my favorite coaster to photograph, the one I've maybe spent more time, you know, being originally from the San Francisco Bay Area, it was out at California's Great America a lot. Gold Striker for me was fun because it was a ride that wasn't there the year before. And so there were all of a sudden all these new photo angles and all these different spots. And if the timing was just right, you know, get that in there. Uh, it's, it's up there for sure. Santa Cruz is too, because the giant dippers right there on the beach. It's beautiful at sunset. It's stunning. And you do like a long exposure at night. Oh man, there's, there's nothing better with the, the lights of the boardwalk behind it. 
But I'm trying to think if there was any other ones that really I spent way too much time photographing because I could be one of those guys. And I know Jack is too. When once you think you've got a spot, you stake it out and you just wait five, six, seven ride cycles, which for some rides can be, you know, 30 minutes mm-hmm. and you don't care. You're just out there having fun photographing it. Mm-hmm. So I will cop out and say, it's whatever ride I'm photographing right now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just like, what's my favorite coaster? It's the one I'm riding right now. Yeah. <laughs> so we've given you time to think. Uh-huh. We want to circle back. Okay. What is your favorite park to drink at? I'm going to go, because it was recently, mm-hmm. with Universal Islands of Adventure. Ooh, that's a Incredible good park. Incredible choice. That's a yes. good park. It was, it's, it's a fantastic facility, and the it was it was good. It was I just enjoyed myself. And and mm-hmm. that's really what it's honestly, it's all about in, in this industry, right? Just enjoying mm-hmm. yourself. So it, th- that was a great park. It still is a great park. I'm not saying like it was in the past, like it's gone. It, it was a fun experience. And you know, what made it even better though, is that you had good friends and you guys know this through, you know, buzz bars and, and just through the, the whole camaraderie that you all build that parks are better with friends. Oh, always, yeah. always. So, cause they always have the dirt on you and they can at least be witnesses to when that there's no way that happened. Oh yes, there is. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> Pretty sure we all have evidence of things that we, uh, I might have forgotten that somebody else remembers. Yeah. I mean, that's oh, why yeah. we do what we do. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's why we do this show. Well, we- like going back to Jack's comment too, about, you know, what's your favorite ride to photograph. The cool part about that is that I bet you Jack and I could look at photos and say, okay, I rem- you can remember that. Like you can remember if it was a specific shot or one that was really memorable that you're like, oh, I remember setting up for that and it took forever. And then all of a sudden, you know, you just get lucky. Everything hits just right. And there's the shot and you just can't wait to go home and process it. So, so let me ask you this, Chris, you know, we'll pivot real quick and try and get this back to lightning. What questions do you have for us? Yeah. Ooh. If you want to challenge Jake for the all time greatest uh, guess you got to ask us some questions. <laughs> I don't think I could ever top Jake. He's a good guy. <laughs> uh, well, what do you all see in the industry? What, where do, where do you see the industry going in the next three or so years? Oh, huh. uh, <laughs> lots I'm, more paint. Well, <laughs> I was gonna. Paint. Mark has started going, so I was gonna wait for him to to go before I took oh. over. Uh, you know, I could see if we're if we're talking roller coasters. Uh, I could see us as a as an industry going um, even more so into the smaller, better, you know, faster, faster, stronger um, themed rides that aren't huge. Kind of like kind of like Velocicoaster, right? Um, even at parks that don't really do huge theming, like Six Flags or or uh, Cedar Fair, stuff like that, um, going into rides that have a little more theme, smaller, a little more action to them. We've seen it in recent years with like Copperhead Strike and um, a couple other rides like that that are just you know smaller, but they still still kick some ass. And I think that's something that um, uh, I'll, we'll see even more so. I mean, Gerslauer, the guys you work with, are already kind of the masters at that. So. 
seeing it even more so would be, I think, something that we're just going to have. We're just it, it kind of has to happen because those rides are also cheaper than say you know the big old um, twenty five million dollar rides that we've been seeing over the last before the pandemic really started. Um, for me, and I was har- harping on this last year, and you know, I, I missed the mark last year with my prediction. I think in the next three years, we will have attendance numbers higher than we have ever seen, um, which I also think will lead to price increases to get in the gate. Um, and then there's going to be more focus on guest experience. I think guest experience is going to be huge coming in in the next three years because Chris, as you mentioned in the beginning, people have been missing that, that enjoyment factor over the past couple of years of being able to go out to the parks. They want to be able to enjoy themselves when they go. That's from everything from not having a 45 minute wait when you get to the to- the parking booth to <laughs> having attractions open, friendly (laughs) staff. Um, You guys like that? I slid that one in there. But also something that the entire family can enjoy. So I see focus on just overall general improvements everywhere, but also something more family. And, you know, I'm going to bring it to Velocicoaster because that is not a family coaster (laughs) anywhere else in the world. Besides Universal, mm-hmm. is you're going to get, I mean, how many kids and families did we see in line for it? Right. A ton. Um, obviously, not every park can throw $150 million at theming or whatever nonsensical number that they throw out there. Um, I, I have no idea what it was. But, <laughs> um, I'm just going to say $150 million because Hagrid was, what, 300 Something mm-hmm. along those lines. Now, I know that was more than just Hagrid's, but... Um, I think there's going to be a more focus on immersion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll toast to that. Uh, you're definitely going to see cop next- out. <laughs> hey, it's not really a cop out. I th- I think you're going to see less rides. That's for sure. I mean, people had to cancel all their capex or delay it, so you're just not going to see as many rides over the next couple of years. You'll get back to it eventually, but the ones you do see, they'll be small, smaller, um, and fewer. So, you know, but yeah, more restaurants, better guest experience, um, more, more things to do in the park that aren't necessarily just rides, um, more events. Yeah. Seasonal events. Uh, just as soon as Kevin typed it popped into my head. Um, but yeah, things like that. Would you look at that? Chris asking the hard-hitting questions. I mean, used to be a news radio reporter, so it's kind of in the (laughs) blood. That's true. Speaking of, uh, uh, one, you know, thank you, Chris, for one, for joining us. I I have a special request. Okay. I want you to send the show off with, um, uh, one of your radio outros. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you want the full thing? Or do you want oh, to yeah. go like, let's, let, let's so go ham with the, it. <clears throat> we're going to go full like, you know, uh, okay. So we're at the top of the hour. We're about to go to the network news, which is four minutes at the top of every hour on the satellite. So 
<clears throat> All right, I guess we can do that. Hang on, let me just get my uh, <clears throat> little, little hackiness out here. Hold on. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> All right. I can hear the jingle in my head too. when we're going to the traffic report. Okay. <sighs> 1590 KLIV San Jose, Silicon Valley's new station where the time is now 1056. Let's take a quick look at your Silicon Valley traffic and weather. Highway 101 looking clear all the way up and down the peninsula. 280 also looking splendid as well. 17 over the Santa Cruz Mountains looking wonderful all the way to and from the boardwalk. And... Highway 87 also looking clear despite some minor flooding. BART Caltrain light rail all on time. Checking your Silicon Valley weather. Looking clear and cool tonight with a low of about 56 degrees. Tomorrow, partly cloudy to start, then sunny afterwards, a high of about 73. Drunk Riders News Time, now 11 p.m.